My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello! Welcome, everybody! Hey, Stitchers! How's everyone doing? Wow, where, where are we? Week 10? Week 10! What's up? We are hitting double digits, guys. We're so excited. I know! I I'm still believe. having a great time with Miss Angela here. I'm still having the best time. I'm so <laughs> happy we decided to do this podcast. It's yes. so much fun. I hope you guys are having fun with us, too. Yay! And let us know! We want to hear yeah. from you guys. So don't forget, you can always email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. Perfect. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Love to hear what's going on with you, Please. what projects you're working on, any ideas you guys have for the show. Yeah. We want to connect with you guys. We want to connect with our stitchers. Yes, please. We're getting into so many different crochet things now. And yeah, please share. If you have anything that you'd like us to do or you want to share like she's saying, that would be awesome. Yay. So... Nicole, yes. what has you in stitches? I can't wait to hear the story no. and I'm making her tell it right now. She does not want to. I'm so guys, excited. I have a like some weird uh, magnet for bugs. <laughs> what is this? So you heard me and my story of the crazy beetle, right? So let's continue with that. I'm at Yay. home. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm at, on my couch, guys. Now, granted, right before this happened, I was on the floor searching for one of my crochet needles. I was <laughs> all over the place on my ground having my kids because that's what happens. You lose everything, right? Yes. So we were on the ground, like under the couch, looking for this crochet needle. And it turned out where my husband was like, hey, did you look in that bag? I'm like, nope. And of course, it somehow got in that bag. So anyway. I was on the ground and then I'm on my couch working on a project. Yes. Okay. I feel something tickling my knee. <gasps> oh no. And I was like, oh, it's just my dress. I'm wearing a flowy dress. It's the weird fabric. I'm like, it's probably that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I brush it away. Yes. A minute later, it's still tickling me. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> so I look, I pull up my dress. Yes. Yeah. There is a big centipede a crawling centipede. up my knee. Not a millipede. Millipedes no. are nice. Millipedes are friendly. Centipedes bite. They're evil. Oh. They're all over our house because we live in, the, in a mountain. Yes. So you guys are in the We're mountain. in the mountains. We see a lot of wilderness. We see a lot of bugs. We've seen a lot of things in our house. And yeah, I've never had it on my knee. And get you guys, centipedes are the devil. They, <laughs> like, they are. <laughs> they're them. so ominous. They are the most ominous bug to me, at least. So Instead of like what I would usually do if I see a bug on me, like, well, besides the beetle freaking me out, right? Yes. I usually would like be calm, grab a towel, like a paper towel, take it, you know, kill it or take it outside, right? No, yeah. I flip out, I scream and I'm like <laughs> brushing, I'm like smacking my dress against my knee and I'm like just trying to like kill it and I'm uh -huh. like freaking out and I get up and I stand up and I'm like freaking out. And like everyone's staring at me, my my, my family. <laughs> what are you yeah. doing? I'm like, you guys, I just killed a centipede, and they're like, ooh. And my kids, they know I hate centipedes, uh -huh. so they're like, ah, and they like <laughs> run to their room and they like close the door. I end up like, like I took off my dress, I like changed, I vacuumed everywhere <laughs> in the living room. I was like, I need to I get this it. thing away. Yeah. I don't know where it went. So classic overreaction. Oh yeah, no. I, love it. I will overreact with centipedes. If it's ants, yeah, which we get a lot of. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm gonna talk about today, which has me in stitches, is that we have a ant invasion yes, in my house do. right now. It's yeah. driving me crazy. So I don't know how they they're upstairs yes. in my bathroom. 
So I don't know how they're doing that, but they're upstairs in my bathroom. Uh And so that's where we keep the cat food. So the dog doesn't eat it. And they found the cat food. It's been, the cat food has been in the same spot for years and they got the cat food. Now I'm just finding them everywhere and you know, it's still hot. That's why they're coming in the house. Yeah, they're invading everywhere, huh? At least they're not centipedes though. No. They're they're a lot easier to to deal with. I can deal with. I'll do it. My husband hates ants and so I'm trying to help him deal with them but ants can kind of be fun I like to follow the trail and find (laughs) she's so fascinated by it I know well it's I think they're fascinating creatures I don't like them in my house and yes I do kill them because they are in my house yeah but they're fascinating because the way that they communicate and the way they follow the trail and the way that they're organized they're very quick yes because you can have no ants and then you wake up the next morning and then you have like a black line oh, all over all your, over yes. that happens Ugh. to us all the time ants yeah. stay outside yeah i you love bugs i'm trying not to be like i'm i love everything you stay outside <laughs> though you do yeah. not invade my house this is my space this is my space. that's your space yes. you stay outside yeah it was uh, funny i was listening to the radio station the other day this guy was like i would take a bug free house over a million dollar like or whatever you want fantasy like I would live in a bug-free home and they're (laughs) making fun of him. And he's like, no, I will take a bug-free home. I'm like, yeah, I think that's a great fantasy. Like, cause you can't, no one has a bug-free home. Nobody has a bug-free home. It's impossible. They're, they, I don't know how they get in, but they get in. Oh, they find ways. They're in our ceiling right now. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. They've crawled all the way to our ceiling and find every single crack in our house. It's not a, that's a very old house. So yeah. Yeah. So bugs suck. Bugs suck. I mean, they're gray outside and they take care of things, but bugs suck inside. Yeah. Yeah. Get away from my house. But centipedes can all die. (laughs) Centipedes add no value to your life. No, no, never. I know they're, they're like great for the environment somehow. I was like, I was about to read that article, but I was like, no, I don't care. I I don't care. I don't care if they're good for the environment. Just they can die. Yep. Them and mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Yeah. We don't need them either don't need those at all. Have you seen, there's a video, I saw it on the Daily Dose of Internet, so shout out to Daily Dose of Internet. Uh, There's a little girl Mm -hmm. who has this superpower where she can summon mosquitoes to (gasps) buzz around her face. You're kidding me. No. She like does this hum. She does this hum and then all of a sudden a swarm of mosquitoes (gasps) come around her face and as soon as she stops humming, they all dissipate. Do they bite her? They don't appear to bite her in the video. She seems perfectly fine. That is just buzzing around her face. How would you like that as your superpower? That's like the Suicide Squad where they can, when that girl can summon rats. Yes. Like mosquito. I would not want a mosquito friend though. No. I'm good. No, we don't need mosquitoes. I I, I don't. What happens if they have malaria? Like, (laughs) what happens if you call the wrong mosquitoes? Like, (laughs) ah! That's not a good day. No. Wow, that's cool though. It, yeah, so it's just crazy. like the frequency that she hums. Yeah, it just calls it attracts the mosquitoes. That is weird. Yeah, okay, that's very strange. Yeah, I don't want very that ominous. Power. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, are we ready to dive into this week's yeah, episode? Let's, yeah, let's get some stitching going though. Let's get stitching. I'm so excited for this week's stitch, you guys. This is so pretty and it's such a cool stitch. I love it. So we're doing colleges part two and we always try to keep our stitches in theme with, with the story time. 
And we last week we did the graph again. So I can't wait to show you guys pictures and, and be aware of our TikToks and we're things gonna we're going to have coming fun up. Stuff. Oh, that's another thing I should have said that we had in that I had in stitches. Oh, yeah. Real quick. We had a video go viral. Yeah, I'm so I don't know excited. how it happened. It what? was the coolest thing, you guys. <laughs> Angela was freaking out. She kept texting me. Oh, it's going this and this number and this number. I'm like, I don't know what We happened. reached 100,000 views, yeah. over 100,000 views in one, one reel day. And for Instagram. This. Yeah. So check out our Instagram. We make these. Nicole is really into Amigurumi. You're going to so see my, so much. So much Amigurumi. And she made this little ghosty, which we are going to pretty soon be on the lookout. We're yes. going to have a Patreon. Yes. So, and these are going to be little giveaways for our patrons. Totally. And so she was just, you know, we're learning how to make them. And she posted a just like a 10 second reel. Yeah, I was, you know, what's funny. I told Angela, I was like, this was kind of a test run for TikTok. Yes. So I was like, let's do the Instagram version and then I'll do a TikTok. And it totally went viral on yes. Instagram. And TikTok has like seven views. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think seven now, the last time I checked. Yeah, this last one's 102,000 views. Yes. So somewhere, so in cool. whoever in Instagram picked it up, thank you, or what, whatever algorithm. That was awesome. Thank you to the Instagram gods. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was so cool. So, but let's go back into our stitch. Yes. Off, off of that little tangent. Yeah. Okay. So we did Graphagans last week. This week we thought we would do what is another kind of collegiate sounding stitch. And we're like, oh, a herringbone, like herringbone. a herringbone tweed, herringbones yes. all over the place. And so we're going to do a herringbone pattern. This herringbone pattern that I found is so cool it is really neat i learned it from days crochet they're on youtube days crochet d-a-y apostrophe s crochet and you can look up how to crochet the half double herringbone stitch the easy way that's the video i watched and she makes a little trivet out of it this stitch looks so pretty i can't wait to teach you guys so basically you're just going to it doesn't matter how many chains you want to do oh, wow. it's just however big you want the project to be that's just go nice. for it just chain i like that just chain Okay. So you're going to insert your hook into the third chain. Third chain. And you're going to half double crochet into that chain. Okay. Then you're going to half double crochet into the next chain. Perfect. Okay. So you have two half double crochets. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to start the herringbone pattern. Okay. Okay. And it's going to sound kind of complicated. So really go back and watch our YouTube video. Please. Because it's not complicated once you get going. But we're going to go behind that second half double crochet mm -hmm. that we made and insert behind it. Behind it. Okay. So we're going to insert our hook mm -hmm. behind that stitch. So it's going to it's going to be like a kind of like a post stitch, but oh. we're going to go behind that post. Okay. And we're going to insert our hook mm -hmm. behind that half double crochet. And then we're going to pull up a loop mm -hmm. and then we're going to yarn over and do a half double crochet into the next available chain. Oh. So we're basically pulling a loop around the that last crochet that we just did. And it makes a really cool kind of crossover oh. effect over the half double crochet. Oh, that's what makes that go the V kind of. That's what makes the V, that herringbone oh, pattern. It. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to do that all the way down oh, to the end of the row. That's it. So you're going to insert your hook behind mm -hmm. the post of the half double crochet that you just did. Mm -hmm. Pull up a loop, mm -hmm. yarn over do a half double crochet into the next chain or the next stitch, wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have that 
V, that pullover over Whoa. that half double crochet that you did. And that's all you do. That's all you do. And so you go all the way down to the end of the row. When you get to the end of the row, you're going to end in a half double crochet. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to chain two. Chain two. And turn. Oh. And that chain two is just a turning chain. Okay. So it does not count as your first stitch. Uh, okay. Then you're going to half double crochet into the first stitch. Mm-hmm. And then do another half double crochet into the next stitch. Because you have to have that second half double crochet to start the pattern. Right. Then you're going to do the same thing. And because you're reversing back and forth, Mm -hmm. it makes that that V pattern go the other way. That is so cool. Isn't that cool? Okay, good to know. Yeah. And and then you just do that the same thing all the way down. So I'm going to hand it to Nicole. I've already done a few rows on this one. So she's starting with that chain two. Got it. And so she's going to do a half double crochet into that first. So the first, first one. Yeah, that first one. Do a half double crochet. Got it. And for those of you who don't know, a half double crochet is you yarn over. You just pull into the first one. Yep. Yarn over, pull up a loop, and then you're going to yarn over and pull through all three loops. Now, discretion. Everybody crochets differently. I crochet so much tighter. Oh, my gosh. Angela has the tightest. (laughs) Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. Then you're going to half double crochet into the next one. Okay. There we go. Okay. Half double crochet. All right. And then behind it. So now you're going to go. Oh, don't yarn over. Don't yarn over. Don't yarn over. So you're going to go behind this post. So let me show. I'm going to show her real quick. Because I need to see where she's going. Okay, so we're going to half double. We're going to go behind this post right here. So So this is your half double crochet. So you insert and I kind of cheat. I like to go into actually the stitch. Yeah, she's doing it inside. That's what was confusing. Yeah. So you can go behind the post, but I like going into that stitch. For me, it secures it a little bit more. It looks like it's tighter. Yeah. And then you're going to grab a loop and pull it up. So now I have two loops on my hook and I've gone behind the half double, the last half double crochet that I did. Okay. Then you're going to yarn over and half double crochet into that next available stitch. So you have four loops on your hook yeah. as you're doing this, and then you pull up and you get that V. So, so again, I'm going to show you. You're yeah, going to go. Show me because you did a half double crochet with four loops. Yes. So the way it works is that right now I just completed the last half double crochet. So mm-hmm. I only have one loop on my hook. Got it. I'm going to go behind that last half double crochet that I just did. Okay. Insert my hook, <laughs> grab yarn and pull up a loop. So now there's two loops on my hook. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to yarn over and do a real half double crochet into that next available stitch. Mm-hmm. So I've just yarned over and pulled up a loop and I'm about to complete that half double crochet, mm-hmm. but it's going to pull through four loops. Whoa. Do you see that? Okay. Okay. So now I'm handing it back to Nicole so she can try it. So right now you're going to go behind that last half double crochet, pull up a loop. Good job. Now you're going to yarn over and do a half double crochet as normal. You should have four loops on your hook. Pull through all four. Yay! Yay! She did it. There oh, you no, go. Don't, loop. So go don't yarn over. Go behind the stitch. And then, and then yarn the over one. and then do a half double crochet in that next available stitch. But it's not really like a half double, right? Because you're kind of pulling all, well, all it's, four. It's a half double crochet in that stitch. That's right. With two extra loops that you're kind of pulling did through I do as it well. right? Yes, you did. Okay. Absolutely. And then that's it. You go, you finish that whole row. Easy. When you get to the end of the row, chain two, turn. And you always start with two regular half double crochets because you need that. You need the two half double crochets to be able to go back. Right. And pull up a loop behind that one. It's so funny because I'm looking at Angela's and it's like all so tight and pretty. And then I'm looking at what I've done so far. They're like (laughs) loose. 
we're different crochets. We're, so di- we're left-handed and we're so different. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's awesome, Angela. Good find. It, it's so pretty. And it's reversible. It's double-sided. Yes. And it actually makes a pretty thick pattern. It does. So this, it's really thick for this. And you're using the red heart yarn. Red heart yarn, baby. Yeah, yeah. I've got so much of it. And I'm using this really pretty buff color. And you're using a 5.5. Yeah, I I like a smaller needle. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I I'm abandoning the J. Oh no! My first big departure from the J. Oh, that's okay. Doing amigurumi, I'm like now I can't do anything bigger than four. I know you're so used to the smaller yes, one, and I like it. She's only used a J hook my whole for life. The, yeah, for the for her <laughs> whole, whole life. life. That's why we use J hooks on this program so much, is because. She's, she's so only sweet. used she's a J. With the J's. And now we're kind of getting her used to smaller hooks and, you know, using different things. And pattern reading. Yeah. I love it. She's so, learning so oh, much. Yeah. Heads up. We're going to add, if you haven't seen, if you've been following us, and um, we're going to add the patterns to our show notes and the YouTube and the episode notes. Yes. We're trying to give you everything available so that you guys can really see and understand these stitches exactly. and learn and grow with us because these are really cool things yeah we hope you enjoy them as well and then that helps you to listen and enjoy our episode a little bit more too so thank you Angela you're welcome that's the herringbone pattern it's pretty cool so again I learned this pattern from Day's Crochet on YouTube D-A-Y apostrophe S crochet on YouTube so look her up and you can find this really pretty pattern she makes a trivet with it it's really cool cool all right is it story time it's totally ominous story time let's go back to college college part Yay! All right, so we are picking up with more haunted colleges. And we are going to, it's interesting because at the end, we're going to go to what's quote unquote a college. Okay. But it's the international version of college where it's an actual secondary school. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Got it. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into that. But all right. Okay. So we start today's college visits in Massachusetts. (gasps) And we go to... Lots of ominous things have happened in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I loved living in Boston for the the couple years that I did, but (laughs) so much history. So... This is Smith College. Smith College. And then this is going to, please don't kill me, Northampton? Northampton. Right? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember there's a lot of names in Massachusetts that are not what they see. Like if you read them. Yes. Like when I first moved there, I went to what I thought was Worcester, Uh Worcestershire or whatever. It's like Worcester. Worcester. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. I got to get used to this or else I'm going to get killed from people so northampton (laughs) massachusetts all right now it is the largest women's college in the united states go smith yeah now smith college was chartered uh, chartered in 1871 and opened in 1875 thanks to sophia smith yay sophia smith yeah good in 1870s we have a women's college yes that's awesome isn't that neat so she had inherited a large amount of money 
and in her will, her money was to go to, quote unquote, the establishment and maintenance of an institution for the higher education of young women with the design to furnish for my own sex means and facilities for education equal to those which are afforded now in our colleges to young men. Yes, Sophia yeah, Smith. Oh, I love her. Yes. She is a rock star. That is awesome. I'm so happy oh. she thought that women needed to be equal at that time. So get it, Sophia. Good for her. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Now, when the college opened its doors in 1875, only six faculty and 14 students were in attendance. And now today, there are roughly 2,600 undergraduates and 250 students studying elsewhere, which it's cool because whenever students are accepted to Smith College, they can attend courses at any other institution that is a member of the five college consortium. Okay. I don't know if you've known that. I didn't know that. No. So these five colleges that are in the Connecticut River Pioneer Valley of Western Massachusetts, and they include Amherst College, oh. Hampshire College, mm -hmm. Mount Holyoke College, okay. and the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Nice. So I love that. You can, you know, enroll at Smith and go, hey, there's a class at Amherst that I want to take. You can still do that because that's, that's part of that. That's awesome. Five. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. Me too. I mean, you know, because you work with students. So oh, you yeah. know transfers of credits sometimes that aren't accepted. Ex oh, all the time, unfortunately. So yeah. especially music. We get a lot of kids coming from music schools. Yes. That aren't they those credits don't transfer over yes so, yes yes i like schools that schools get very picky they because do. they want your money they really do <laughs> want want all right <laughs> now some well-known alumni include nancy reagan barbara bush oh. julia child oh, sylvia plath <gasps> yes gloria steinem and many many other awesome oh. females yeah good job smith college i gosh i want to go back to school so <laughs> right? I, go I was there. thinking that too i was like wow this sounds like fun now fun fact there are no dormitories at smith college rather a multitude of houses oh and this is where we find our haunts <gasps> in this college. Haunted houses. Yes. Ooh. Now, what was so cool about this college, they have a website that is, it's a page dedicated to the ghost stories <gasps> I on love the it. campus. I love it. I love that they aren't trying to hide anything. Nope. They're like, yeah. Yeah, this is what we've learn heard. Let's more people. This is what we got. Yeah. That's I, awesome. And they that's, celebrate the spooky. Right? And I thought that was so neat. And I, uh, this is where a lot of my ghost stories come from today for this college. And I jumped around just to get a little bit more information on these specific houses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they house everything there. So go check it out. Okay. It's really cool. Now, the first and most well-known haunting is located in the Sessions House. Okay. Sessions House. Yes. This house was built by Captain Jonathan Hunt in 1710. Ooh. Old. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And the staircase was originally designed as a secret passageway <gasps> used during colonization by the Hunts as a place to hide when Native Americans tried to reclaim their land. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> She was like, oh, cool. I know. Late. I wish you guys could see my face because it, it totally dropped. fell. Uh -huh. I was all for the secret passage. Yeah, and I was like, this is why. so cool. And then no, Ugh. no. Yeah. Oh, Again, we, we dive into a lot of crazy history of America. Good job, America. All right. <laughs> now, the other use was apparently during the Civil War as part of the Underground Railroad. Okay. So that's a better use. Redeeming. For it. So good. There you go. Yes. Yeah. 
Now, the Smith College website may be most accurate in the story that is passed around because it's crazy. It jumps around different tellings. But supposedly a British redcoat named Gentleman Johnny Burgoyne was captured by Captain Hunt during the Revolutionary War and was held in his home. Mm -hmm. Now, here he met Hunt's granddaughter, Lucy Hunt, and she fell madly in love with him. Oh, of course. Yes, this little Stockholm. Yes. But kind of reversed because he was being held captive in her house. The enemy. Yep. Yes. Now, rumor is Burgoyne just fancied her out of boredom. Of course. Yeah. He did. So he saw a way out, possibly. Yeah. Some empathy. And yeah. Okay. I that's the rumor. Right. Yeah. We don't know. We weren't there, people. Sorry. Now, of course, Lucy's family was not happy with this blossoming romance and they were forbidden to see each other. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Right. (laughs) You're dating the enemy. Yeah. He's British. So Lucy would tell him to rendezvous in the secret passage so they wouldn't get caught. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. sneaky. Now, eventually, Johnny was sent back to England and then but he was quickly sent to Ireland for active duty, which left Lucy heartbroken. Poor Lucy. She is probably just a young teen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she saw a guy in her house that was her age, maybe a little older, and it was like, oh, this cool he was soldier. dangerous because yes. he was technically the enemy, even though they're really still British at this point. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're still a little British, right? Yeah. Now, the paranormal accounts are, some say they see General Burgoyne looking for Lucy, but mostly the accounts are the two ghostly lovers are seen in the secret passageway. Ooh. Yeah. So maybe he did fancy her if he came, if he back, came back to that house yeah. after he passed. But that maybe energy. it is a little Romeo and Juliet yeah. kind of a thing. Could be. Oh, that's sweet. Right? Unless you're going through a breakup, then it's like Not you so don't want to see that in your no. house. <laughs> you're like, go away, ghosts. <laughs> I didn't put this in my notes, but apparently every Halloween they do a whole act in that house. Oh, they, they, reenact, they this. reenact it. And then so suppo- they keep that residual going. Exactly. And supposedly the like ritual is that the newcomers into that house, they make them look for the secret passageway. And if you find it, you're uh-huh. not supposed to tell anybody except the, the like the house. who who sent you. Yeah. That, yeah. The house leader. Yeah. And if you don't find it, you, you won't know until you graduate. They say like your senior year, then they finally tell you where it is. <gasps> oh, that would drive you so right? mad. Just no, I would look for it. Yeah. I, I would look for it every moment until I found it because I couldn't not know. Right. Where, where the that secret, secret passage was. Yeah. It would drive me mad. I wouldn't be able to study. Yes. I wouldn't be able to do anything. Right. We'd be on a ghost hunt. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I that would be I would request to move and live in the secret passageway so right? that I could see the ghosts. Yes. Yes. That'd be fun. A hundred percent. And they're good ghosts. Do. They're not like they're yeah. trying to hurt you or anything. No. They're secret lovers. Yeah. All right. Now on to the Chase House. Chase House. Now, the Chase House was originally built in 1827. And according to the Smith College website, Chase House was occupied by several prominent local families until established as a school for girls by Mary A. Burnham in the 1870s. Okay. okay. Now, then the school was given to the college as a campus house in 1968. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the house name was dedicated in 1968 to Mary Ellen Chase, an accomplished writer and professor of English literature at Smith. However, it is speculated that prior to the 1870s, the home was a boarding house for single working women. Oh, 
different kind of Mm -hmm. women making their way in the world. Yeah. One of those boarders became pregnant out of wedlock. Of course she did. Yeah. Now she didn't want to be caught in this tough situation because back then that was pretty serious, right? right? Yeah. So she asked a friend to kill the baby (gasps) after its birth. Oh, no. Yeah. But because she had to birth the baby alone with a friend, she fell ill from complications and soon passed away. Of course, yeah. Now, the quick paranormal part of that is students can hear footsteps at night and also the occasional wails of a baby. Oh, no. They claim that she, in death, you know, found her baby and that's her walking with her baby, making sure it's okay. (sighs) Oh. That's so tragic. I would much rather live in the, the first, Sessions yeah, House. The yeah. Sessions House. I don't like the Chase House no. either. Oh. I would not. Yeah, I could not sleep with a baby. It's wailing. heartbreaking. Yeah, that's sad. As a as a mom, mm-hmm. especially, I think before I had kids, I would be able to tolerate it more because mm-hmm. you don't know. But after having kids, no oh, way. Oh wow! Yeah, no, it's very emotional ride after yeah. that. I remember my hormones going crazy mm-hmm. and like watching like commercials and crying. And I'm like, why am I crying over this I, stupid commercial? Yeah. You know, I used to have like TV playing just in the background. One time I had, I think it was like um, SVU. What is that? <gasps> Law and Order? Yeah. Law and Order okay. S- SVU. Okay. Special Victims Unit, Got right? It. That was on TV once just in the background because I would leave the TV on all day and mm-hmm. it never bothered me before kids. Right. And it was playing and I it was after I had my first child, my daughter, mm-hmm. and there was a little girl that was Aww, a victim. No. She was the victim in the whole thing. And I started bawling no. and I couldn't handle it at all. I turned it off and it wrecked me for the rest of the oh, day. Oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine. Because I had a little girl yep. and I... It resonated differently. Uh, yep, oh, it does. It really does. Oh, I'm sorry. Joys of being a mom. Yeah. Next, we move on to Park Annex. Now, the Park Annex or Park House was owned by the Look family. And the fact that they gave the Look Park to the city of Northampton. Now, the home was acquired by the college in 1920. And prior to this, it was used to rent to off-campus housing to Smith College students. And the three-story home was built in 1880. And the maximum capacity for students' housing is 15. So there's only seven single rooms and four double rooms. Now, this was cool. This is a true story. Okay. Because I found this clipping in the North Adams transcript from November 13th of 1925. Oh, It's an actual newspaper clipping. Look at you with your sleuthing. That's awesome. getting it. (laughs) Senior at Smith dies from asphyxiation. (gasps) No. Yeah. Now... Jean M. Robeson, a senior at Smith College, was on the third floor in the kitchenette at night ironing some clothes and then turned on the gas stove. Oh, no. But somehow she tripped or fainted Uh and hit her head and lay unconscious with the gas stove on. Oh, no. She remained unconscious throughout the night and was slowly asphyxiated by the gas from the stove. Oh, my gosh. Right? The door to the kitchenette and nearby bedrooms were closed, so no one in the house noticed the smell of gas until the next morning when Jean's body was discovered. Oh, my gosh. So the haunting there is they see her ghostly apparition spotted in the kitchen. Yeah. Wow. Do they smell anything? Like I haven't I didn't read anything about that. They just see her They see her in yeah, the kitchen. In the kitchen. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. That one's crazy, creepy, right? Yeah. But that was kind of neat that I could find 
the actual evidence of someone dying yes. in the house, which is sad, but but good sleuthing on you. Yeah, I think it was linked though from somewhere. But anyway, oh, okay. Well, whatever. You Helpful. Still- good job, Nicole. Yes, that's awesome. I try hard to find <laughs> all the evidence. It's fine. Okay, the Talbot House. We move on to the Talbot House. Talbot House. And this was built in 1909, originally part of a private school run by Miss Bessie Capen in the early 1900s called the Capen School. There are five floors and the capacity is 80 students can sleep there. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's big. It's huge. Now, fun fact, there Uh is a stuffed moose (gasps) that is the house mascot. Love it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yes, I love it. it that's cool. But it's like neat. poor moose. Poor but moose. Cool. But neat to have a part of little like, oh, hey, mascot. Yeah. yeah. Now, back when it was the Cape in school, a young boy named Thomas attended it. He was a little more heavy set than the other children. So he was often taunted and teased. Oh, poor Thomas. Yes, poor Thomas. Everybody's bodies are different. Oh, man. It doesn't mean that one is better than nope, the other. not at all. Everyone should be celebrated as long as, you know, yep. you're happy and healthy. Now, one cold winter, the boys were playing a game of hide and seek and invited Thomas to play with them. He had never been asked to play with him before, so he was super ecstatic, and he quickly agreed to do this. Oh, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. He doesn't Ominous. see what's happening. Nope. Oh, poor Two kid. of the boys led Thomas up to the attic and had him enter first. They suddenly locked the door on him and ran away. <gasps> now... Oh, no. I don't know what... I'm like, now I'm thinking about this. Wouldn't somebody hear him if he was like yelling? No, I guess not. But I guess several days later, Thomas was reported missing. And after the teacher started searching for him, they found him in the attic, deceased from dehydration. Oh, Thomas. Yeah, no. Poor little guy. Now, there were reports of the fourth floor. This is all over. This is pretty cool. There were reports of the fourth floor bathroom having all the faucets turned on at full blast. Toilets flushing without anyone in the bathroom. And sometimes he is seen washing or he was seen washing his hands. He's like moaning Myrtle. Exactly. One family weekend, a mother had an entire conversation with Thomas in the restroom. Oh, wow. Did she know? Well, when she walked out, she turned to say goodbye to Thomas, but he had vanished. (gasps) But then I say all this by was because the attic was locked. And after this, his spirit no longer haunted the fourth floor restroom. But instead, students that reside in the Talbot house hear footsteps running in the attic Uh and sometimes hear faint knocking sounds at the attic door. Oh, poor, poor Thomas. Thomas. You well, need to, remember we had that conversation where we have mediums go into like the Aikahara. Yeah, you need someone to go to Talbot House. Well, I was go. just saying that it sounds like that mom did part of it. Like mm-hmm. she got him to stop, you know, haunting the bathroom and yeah. making a mess in there. Right. So that's good. Yeah. But poor Thomas. Poor Thomas. So, yeah. So they locked him in there, though. They should let him out. Yeah. Now, the last spirit tale in Talbot House and the last story of Chase College Uh is a classic tale of the lady in white. (gasps) Yeah. Now, when students report seeing her, they either say she's wearing a wedding dress, but others say it could be a very ornate white nightgown. Okay. Now, reports see her running across the porch late at night. Or standing under the streetlights in front of the house or in the parking lot adjacent to the house. She has long brown hair. And if students see her running on the porch, they say she jumps over the rail and disappears. Gone. Gone. Now, if students catch her under the streetlights or in the parking lot, they say she is starting off, staring off vacantly. But when she acknowledges their presence, she disappears. <gasps> 
Wow. Do yeah. we have any information on who she is and why she's haunting? Has no idea. Talked to her? Okay. No idea. This is just. The, well, I mean, the she counts. disappears as soon as you see her. So. Right. So that they just see her. And it's like the president of Talbot House has seen this and reports it. And yeah, that's why oh, it's in the. We definitely need website. to get somebody over there so they can find out her story mm -hmm. and help Thomas and then help mm -hmm. this lady in white. At the Talbot House. Yeah. yeah. So let's which go. One's let's your go to the Talbot House. house. Sessions House is my favorite. Okay. Talbot is my second. Yeah. I would go to, what was the third one? There's the Chase House, and then there was the Park House. Park House. With the kitchen. With the kitchen. Yeah. I would do that one over the Chase House. Me too. I couldn't do the Chase House. That would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, it would leave me with so much sadness. I'm like, even just thinking about it right now is already like bringing me down. So Aww. I think if I went there, I don't think I would, I would just cry the whole time. <laughs> so much empathy. Yeah. So there's that. Smith College. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of the housing residents. Yes. Now we travel across the water, <gasps> across the pond, across the pond to the University of York. York. There's so much about this. It's so cool. Okay. And I don't, and I'm trying to think back because I was, I lived in England for four years. Right. I don't remember visiting York. Now I wish I did. But okay. I probably would I was going to ask if peed you my pants there. probably. Yeah, oh really? Cuz this okay. one's creepy. All right. Now, the plans for the University of York started centuries ago. 1641, a petition was drawn up for it, but the university did not open officially until October 9th, 1963. Oh, very long time. What? Um yeah, just they kept <laughs> okay. getting pushed away. They're like, "Can we do it? Nope. Can we do it? Nope." Finally, yeah, 1963, and 230 students registered. Nice. Now, did you know I did not. That <laughs> precursor. That York has a reputation of the quote unquote most haunted city in Europe. Really? Yes. Oh, that's let's why I'm saying go to York. Pee my pants. <gasps> and often referred to as the city of 1,000 ghosts. Oh, let's go. Right? I want to go to England again so bad. Oh, let's and go. I let's will go. Let's go. Totally go to York. I can probably create a whole episode dedicated to York because of this, but. Right. Um, did you know York is surrounded by medieval walls that you can walk along? However, <gasps> the entrance into York is called the Micklegate Bar, dating back to the 12th century. Wow. And for centuries, the severed heads of rebels and traitors were displayed above the gate. Oh, no. The many victims included Sir Henry Percy, a.k.a. Hotspur, which he's going to come back and mm -hmm. play soon. And in 1403, and, and Richard, Duke of York, in 1460. The last of the severed heads uh -huh. were removed in 1754. Oh, what my gosh. So for 300 years, they put severed heads on their gates. Oh, of course that place is haunted. <laughs> right? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I was so astounded by this. I was like, wow, that is pretty intense. Oh. Medieval you times, how people. how smell that was coming into York? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's definitely not a friendly place. No. Not somewhere would, you want to go visit. No. I'd be like, nope, I'm good. I, I don't need to go to York. Yeah. And yep. if you're inside the walls, you stay inside the walls. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave. Don't leave. I would not let my children pass through no. that. that. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? I wouldn't pass through that. No, I wouldn't. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So again, <laughs> so many ghosts and haunted stories about oh, York. Yeah. Um, but universitycompare.com, this was cool. They ranked York the spookiest out of 10 English universities. And they described their methodology in tracking the spook factor of each university, which is cool. And it, it's based on one, the ghost sightings per 100,000 people, mm-hmm. posts like an Instagram per right. 100,000 people. Right. Which the University of York surpassed all others by 7,000 posts. Holy bajolies. Yeah. And spooky searches per 100,000 people. Wow. And it came up the top spookiest. Dude. Yeah. Now, the main haunt I have for University of York, because they're, I mean, like I said, all over York itself has a ghost in like every building. Right. And now it kind of makes sense to me that the pushback on the university, yes. they kept pushing it <laughs> back like, nope, and pushing nope, back. Nope. People don't want to come because of all the ghosties. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. It's a creepy place. But and f- the University of York itself doesn't have too many spooky stories. That's the crazy part. Weird. Yeah. So like I said, so the main one that I found was in the King's Manor and it was formerly the St. Mary's Abbey. Oh, so the St. Mary's Abbey, it was originally built in 1270 as the abbot's house. Mm -hmm. Now, Henry VIII closed St. Mary's Abbey in 1539 when he was the supreme head of the church in England. I am Henry VIII. I am (laughs) Henry VIII. I am. I am. I know. I had to. I love it. (laughs) But yeah, he disbanded all the monastic communities. So the abbey was retained by the crown Mm -hmm. and became the headquarters of the Council of the North. Uh, The present day King's Manor backs onto the ruins of St. Mary's Abbey and the reconstruction actually reused stones from the St. Mary's Abbey. Then the abolition of the council happened in 1641 and the building was divided into apartments. Then... 1833 to about 1958 it served as the yorkshire school for the blind oh wow which was nice then finally in 1963 the manor was leased to the university of york where it now holds the staff of archaeology medieval studies and 18th century studies cool now the ghost story okay i'm excited this is from the website yorkmix.com okay Now, in the 20th century, a maid was working on the ground floor when she saw a lady in a long dress appear from the cupboard. From the cupboard? From the cupboard, walk across the floor and straight through her. (gasps) Yes. The lady wore a green Tudor-style gown and carried what the maid thought was a bunch of red ribbons, but it turned out to be red roses. Oh, now, so a lady in green lady with in green, red roses. With that very, the Tudor style of dress. Like, it just is making me think of green sleeves. There you go. Alas, my love, you do me yes. wrong. Yeah. I wonder if that came in her head while it, she walked through her. <laughs> I don't know. No. It would be in my head. <laughs> it would be in your head. <laughs> now, they did an archaeological excavation of the manor nearly 50 years later, and they believe that where the ghost sighting took place was originally... The Rose Garden. Wow. Now, the speculation is that the ghost was either Anne Boleyn, (gasps) who became secretly engaged to Henry Percy. Do you remember Henry Percy? Yes. With his head on the spike? Yes. There you go. That's why his head was on a spike? No, I don't think so. Okay. There's a lot on that one, but the, the engagement was called off. Yes. Right. Yes. Or... It was Anne's cousin, Catherine Howard, and she married Henry as a teenager and traveled with him on his visit to York in 1541. 
And here she is thought to have begun an affair with the <gasps> young courtier Thomas Culpepper. Ooh. When their affair was discovered, they were both beheaded. And their heads hung on pikes. Probably. <sighs> Probably. I wouldn't doubt that. But yeah. So it could have been the ghost of either or. Oh, wow. So that was the main ghost story I found for I York. I love that ghost story. There's just so much history. Mm-hmm. <gasps> But it's a creepy place. Oh, I want to go to York, guys. I do too. Yeah. So we'll make a trip one day. Yes. That'll I'm be so a big excited. trip. Okay, we're moving on. Okay. Now we're traveling all the way across the United States to the University of Alaska in Anchorage. Hey, Alaska. Now, the star of the spooky show at the University of Alaska, Anchorage, is the Wendy Williamson Auditorium. Ooh. Yeah. Now, real quick, this public auditorium was named after John Wendy Williamson. He was a jazz artist and faculty at the University of Alaska. Nice. Fun fact, he was born in Chehalis, Washington. Hey, Washington. Washington. Yep. Now, the construction on the auditorium started in 1973, but then financial issues put a pause on it. So it's crazy. Finally, it finished in 1976, but not in the greatest condition, which it reminded me of the Winchester House. (gasps) Yes. Because. Okay. There are doors that go nowhere. That is Winchester House. Yep. An unfinished catwalk. Yes. Okay. And an elevator shaft with no elevator. Whoa. Crazy, right? They were just like, nope, we're done. We're done. Yeah. We can't We can't work on it anymore. There's no more money. Here's oh. your auditorium. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, what's crazy is I've covered, I've been covering a lot of Hanan universities with so much history, right? Yes. Mental facilities, death, war. Yes, yes. This auditorium is an anomaly in that there's no deaths, no weird history, nothing. But as soon as it opened, people have reported really unusual phenomenon. Crazy. They think it's the attraction of the energy. Because it's unfinished. Yeah. And so it's unfinished, it's unsettled. It draws things that have that similar energy to it, right? That, or it's just where people put on that, the plays and the musicals and that kind of like There's performance that, yeah. aspect too. I think that's what they're saying too. Oh, okay. Both of them probably are right. right. I don't know. It, it's crazy. There's no history of this place. Well, you know, my background is, you know, I've dabbled in theater and I, I'm sure you have too. And we've, there's a lot of superstition in theater. There oh, are certain so things you don't much. talk about. You always have a ghost light on the stage right. for the ghosts of the performances of the past. They have a place to go perform. So, so much superstition, so much belief, so much energy mm-hmm. and life on each stage like you can walk into any theater and if you're coming from backstage and you walk onto that stage you oh you feel feel it it. totally it's totally thick and palpable so right yeah i believe that that has a lot to do with it too yeah well there you go so this is i'm going to go into so many little ghost stories about just this location wow yeah that's wild isn't it crazy yeah nothing else on this campus just nothing else on the campus just this theater yep and no deaths so we there's no history tied nope. to it just things happen there constantly oh, yeah so cool yes now shane mitchell he's the manager of the auditorium he's worked there since 1982 and okay. was even a student at uaa prior and has seen and heard countless accounts most of this what i'm going to talk about comes from journalist victoria peterson who wrote this huge piece for the school's paper the northern light as well as a YouTube video that Shane Mitchell hosted two years ago for a Halloween special. Cool. Yeah, so check them out. I will put the, the links into our, yes, our show please. notes. Yes, please. I'm excited. I want to see that. Now, first, 
When Mitchell was acting in a performance of The Monkey's Paw at the <gasps> auditorium. Do you know this one? I know the story of The Monkey Paw. Okay. I haven't there's seen a, the play. There's an actual play about oh, it. Oh, the story is It's creepy. creepy. Yeah. Yes, I've read that one. Um, now, he opened up the coffin he was going to use during the show backstage. Uh-huh. So they just did this all the time. The cast and crew surrounded him as he lifted the coffin to see what was left inside by other cast members. As Mitchell opened the coffin door, all of the props for the show flew off a table and against the wall, which was 10 Whoa. feet away from them, <gasps> as if someone just swiped everything off. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I got chills. Right? Wow. Now, in that same show, okay. 350 school-age kids came to see the show during a field trip. <laughs> Okay. You're taking your school age kids to see the monkey paw? Right. Well, this is this is fun. This is new age. Oh, no. And this was, I think, because he said. That scared me in high school. Right? <laughs> this was in the 80s, I'm going to guess. Because okay. he said, yeah. 80s kids. A little kids. bit tougher. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. After the show, they opened it up to Q&A. And one kid asked, at the end of the play, how did you make the lady in the white dress float above your heads? Oh, I get chills again. The director asked what? And the teacher responded, he just wanted to know how the special effect worked. Oh, so the teacher saw it too. They Everybody saw it. it. <gasps> right? <laughs> the director said, next question, because there was no special oh effect. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I'm like freaking Isn't out. Isn't that right crazy? Now, <laughs> Because Angela knows how... I need how a it, moment. This is crazy. I mean, like, in a play. Like, that's insane if that many people witness that, right? Yeah, 350 people saw Little the kids, same... teachers. ...thing. Yeah. Wow. I'm freaking out, you guys. Like, She's, I seriously need a moment. I feel whew. like my whole face is red. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Angela like, react to this. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't even react like this when we were, like, in the haunted houses ourselves. No, she was so calm. She was like, I told you, she was so ready to go everywhere and explore. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So that was... I'm like tearing up. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. There's even more. That's awesome. Keep going. Keep going. You got it. When Mitchell started working for the auditorium... He found a painting of Williamson playing the piano. Remember, he's the jazz faculty. Right. And he asked his manager at the time to hang it up, but they said no. Okay. Okay. So when Mitchell became manager himself, he decided to hang up the painting in the foyer of the lobby. The next morning, he found the painting on the ground. Oh. He was like, okay, well, maybe it just fell. He kept trying to hang it up and every morning would find it on the ground. Wow. Again and again. Wow. He's got a twin brother, Wayne Mitchell, who is a technician at the auditorium. Works there too. Okay. So he tried hanging up the portrait, but then the wire on the back snapped. (gasps) It fell to the ground, tearing the carpet and breaking the floor beneath. What? But miraculously, the painting and frame remained intact and unharmed. What? Yeah. What? They decided to put it into storage <laughs> at that point. But then they tried hanging it up again in the green room. <sighs> the next morning. It was on the ground. It was on the ground. Of course it was. To this day, it sits in storage. What's even stranger about this? Yeah. No one knows who created the painting. There's oh. no signature. Oh. No date. What? Nothing. I can't stop getting <laughs> chilled, you guys. This is crazy. We got to go to Alaska now. Oh, yes, we do. That's oh. Isn't that crazy? I feel like my heart is palpitating. <laughs> this is crazy. 
I think it has to do with a theater that may be a big part for you. Yeah. No, no. A while back, they had a self-proclaimed psychic and FBI profiler visit the building. And she sent back a thorough document explaining the energy in the auditorium. And they believed her findings. Oh, good. I'm excited. Yeah. She said she sensed five beings. Okay. Okay. One of a little girl who died in an automobile accident on Lake Otis. So I'm showing Angela. There's the auditorium. There's Lake Otis. Oh, yeah. They're really close to each other. Now, I spent nearly 45 minutes, though, looking up small newspaper articles without having to pay for it. Like, oh, you can pay to look. I was like, right. no, I'm just going to look. I, I typed in keywords. So right. Like, I'm just going to search, guys, about a car accident on Lake Otis with a little girl dying, but nothing. But what was funny, side note, I sent Angela. I was like, look, I was looking this up. Instead of finding an accident, I found river otters mauling people yes. on Lake Otis. <laughs> Attacking people. Attack river otters. I was like, what is this? I know. She was freaking out when she sent that to me. She was like, ah. Like, why are river otters hurting people? Because if you guys remember, here's a call back to episode, I don't know, two or three, whatever. And where where I in I was talking about how we want to have a a pond and my Mm -hmm. and eventually in in a house and, and my husband said he's trying to convince me to have a pond and he convinced me by showing me a video of otters and Nicole That's was right. like I'm never leaving your house because nope. she's obsessed with otters otters are my favorite she really loves otters and so when oh my god I was like why are they being so river mean? otters so mean. they're possessed that yeah. is so not if like anyone an wants otter. to see that that That's article insane. let me know but I was I was I couldn't I couldn't handle that Okay, but anyway, so I couldn't find an article about this girl, unfortunately. I, I tried just to back her up, but I couldn't find anything. Right. Next, and that could have happened a long, long time ago. Right. So, you know, right. the ghost of a teen boy. Okay. Another young woman and two men, one kind and one violent. Ooh. So there you go. Okay. Now, Wayne Mitchell, again, the twin brother, said there used to be a nighttime janitor that would come, but suddenly stopped showing up for work. Wayne asked what happened to him and he was told he was reassigned because he quote unquote didn't want to be where the ghosts are so he freaked out (laughs) I want to be where the people are (laughs) yes me too now I'm going to the YouTube video because there's so much in here yeah Uh, Mitchell says that in the lobby people see reflections in the glass when there's nobody around (gasps) lights that turn on and off or off and on behind them and the main staircase to the second level haunts ladies with long dark hair (gasps) Nicole don't go there I shouldn't now, if they take their time in the stairway and linger in the middle, because it's like this big stairway with a platform on the top, uh-huh. ladies say they feel someone pushing them down the stairs with <gasps> two hands. Oh, no. He says it's reported so often that they were skeptical. But then he tells this crazy story. Miss Alaska pageant was taking place in the auditorium. Oh, no. Mitchell himself was there close to the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. And there were two contestants at ground level. And one lady at the top of the stairs were that platform. And yes, she had beautiful, long, dark hair. Of course she did. All of a sudden, the gal at the top of the stairs abruptly falls down the (gasps) stairs, like flying down. Oh, no. So they made sure she was okay. She was. She's just a little discombobulated. Right. But the other contestants started joking that she couldn't walk in heels. Oh. But the dark haired gal was like, no, I wasn't walking. I stopped. And yeah. she says she felt she was pushed. 
Yeah. So the next day, the pageant was taking place. Mm -hmm. Backstage, she gets her evening gown on with a low back. Mitchell sees her back and on either side of her spine, there are two large bruises as if someone punched her from behind. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's my bone to pick with this. Having a Miss Alaska pageant in a haunted theater, Mm -hmm. why? Because it's the only, it's like a nice one. It's the only one in Anchorage, I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. But if you know you have a ghost that likes to mess with women who have long, dark hair. On the stairs. On the stairs, specifically. Right. You know that that's something that happens. Why would you put... Wouldn't you escort her? You would escort her. They don't have an elevator, remember? Well, I know, but why would you put her at the top of the stairs? Why wouldn't she be one of the ones at the bottom of the stairs? I I think they're all walking down, probably. Okay. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Poor girl. This is another creepy part of this. The Miss Alaska of 2015. She gets interviewed. Okay. So she makes an appearance and she says that she was competing. Okay. And in the auditorium, she was witnessed one of the title holders in the audience with her executive director. Uh Uh-huh. And she fell out of her seat, quote unquote. (gasps) What? But when she walked by her later, because she thought that was weird, right? She right. walked by her later from the green room. She overheard her say she was pushed out of her seat. Wow. And there was nobody behind her. <gasps> right? Crazy. Ghost. Now, another haunted area in the auditorium is their handicap restroom. Oh, no. Yeah. That's just mean. It's very mean. Yeah, that mean ghost. Oh. The door is supposed to open from the inside. So when they're in the lavatory, they pull open the door. Right. right? And there used to be a doorknob on the outside. Okay. Now, however, when people would tug on the door to open it, they claimed it's locked or someone is holding it from the outside. So Mitchell claims that a staff member received a call from a woman that was trapped in the bathroom with her eight-year-old child, and they were both hysterical and sobbing. Oh, no. They swore the door was locked. So the staff member rushed over and arrived and saw the doorknob was jiggling, Uh huh. but no one was holding it. What? On the outside. What? When the staff grabbed the doorknob, they said it felt uncomfortably cold to the touch. <gasps> What? But they were able to turn the knob and let them out, and it was not locked. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The door visibly now, when I saw the video, it no yeah. longer has a doorknob. Right. Um, so it's a push door. Uh-huh. But, however, there are still claims that when people go to open the door to leave the restroom, the door suddenly closed violently on them. Wow. Oh, Isn't that crazy, crazy. Another crazy story. Oh, my gosh. So what many. is up with this auditorium? This auditorium, man. This is from Wayne Mitchell, and he was working the sound booth for a graduation. I like this story. Okay. There, so he, he painted the picture on the stage. There's a speaker lectern right in the middle. Right. And there was a huge balloon arch right behind it. Okay. Now, traditional balloon arches, they're kind of wrapped together. Right, right, right. This yeah, yeah, yeah. arch was, was different. It was individual balloons tied to individual sandbags. So it was oh, like okay. sandbags gotcha. all around and then they're just tied up into a cool arch. Yes. Okay. Now in the middle of the graduation, they all witnessed the center balloon still tied to the sandbag uh-huh. started floating in the air. So the center balloon was lifting the sandbag into the air. What? Just one. <gasps> and it didn't go all the way in the rafters like right. balloons do. It stopped right at the ceiling level. And it just stayed there. 
after a little while, the uh-huh. balloon slowly floated back down. Okay. But it didn't just stop there. Oh, no. It started bobbing along the ground, still tied to the sandbag. What? And it bobbed towards the lectern in the middle, towards the front of the stage. Okay. Now, a little girl, really cute little girl in the front row gets out of her chair, uh-huh. walks towards the front of the stage, and holds her arms wide out. Uh-huh. The balloon changes directions. Uh-oh. Bobs to her. <gasps> and she picks it up, and she takes it to her seat. Oh, my gosh. I have crazy chills right now. 600 people in that auditorium witnessed this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So several thoughts. It could be a ghost. Maybe that little girl saw the ghost and and it was kind of like an it situation. Oh, no. (laughs) With the balloon. I hope it wasn't red. But or what if the little girl had telepathy powers? Ooh. That would be cool. And she was doing that to the balloon. That could be cool. Never know. But everybody witnessed this crazy balloon phenomenon. (gasps) That's insane, Nicole. One balloon. Oh, my gosh. Numerous witnesses report seeing a figure standing in the (gasps) catwalks. But in this particular place in the catwalk, when they come back and they say, hey, we saw a person. There's no platform for people to stand on that part of the catwalk. Right, because the catwalk is unfinished. Yeah. So they always report in the same area. There's somebody there, but there's nowhere for them to no be. No one, wow. nowhere for them to stand. Now, there's so many more stories on the YouTube video that I'm not going to spoil because you okay. guys should watch it. Okay. But the last is how haunted the stage area is, Okay. particularly the piano. <gasps> yes. The custodial services were constantly claiming that they would hear the piano being played nightly, but then they would turn on the lights and they would see nobody there. Wow. Or when rehearsals and classes were happening on stage, they would hear someone playing a piano in the lobby. There was an upright piano in the lobby. Uh When Shane Mitchell would come down the stairs to see and check out, it's quick, there would be nobody sitting at the piano. Wow. Now, the music was very jovial, very similar to Wendy Williamson's style of playing as he was known to play martini music. Oh, he's there. He's playing. He's making his presence known. And there you go. Wow. That is the Wendy Williamson Auditorium. I want to go there. Isn't that insane? I was like... So many creepy ghost stories. I'm having insane reactions to the to these yes. stories. Like I'm tearing up. I can feel my heart changing paces. There's lots of shivers going through my body. Like mm-hmm. I can feel the color change on my face happening. I haven't had physical reactions like <laughs> you this have ever. Not. And there's so crazy. many stories that I didn't put in here because I just thought it would be nice for other people to listen to but and watch it because it's pretty crazy. Amazing. Oh, we have to go to there. We do. I'm going to have some crazy reactions when we go there. I, I can know. just feel it. Oh, my we'll gosh. Ask everybody. I'm sweaty. I see. You're having a reaction, too. I know. So oh, We're both doing it. Okay. Oh. So, okay. Okay. One more. One more. Okay. Our last haunt, haunted college. Yes. Is Dowland, Downlands College in Australia. <gasps> Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Now, there's so many... I I wanted to cover so many more haunted colleges and universities because there's a lot. But this one just 
particular, it's called a college, but as an international, it's actually not, it's a post-secondary school. So it's, it, it teaches fourth through 12th grade. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Downlands College in Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia. And this is in Eastern Australia. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It, it started as a boarding school for boys in 1931. And even though it doesn't, like I said, fit the traditional school, it's, it's a place of education and it's haunted. Okay. Currently, there are 900 day and boarding students and it's co-ed now. Oh, good. Now, just like York. Oh, no. Toowoomba is known as the most haunted city in Australia. Oh, That's wow. why I wanted to fit this one in. Okay. There are so many different locations in the city that are rumored to be haunted from there's a pub with ghost farmers who died of arsenic poisoning. Oh, no. Yeah, to their cinema haunted by a sickly woman. Oh. To the railway station is haunted by a 1930s ghost. <gasps> yeah. Cool. It's crazy. Now, fact about the school, which may play into the hauntings, is in 1942 to 1943, Downland's grounds were occupied by the military as a hospital for convalescing soldiers. Oh. And this forced the transfer. All kinds of energy there. It, yes, exactly. It forced the transfer of the boarding school to Dalby, but then they returned soon after. Ghost stories. There's not too many, but let me get into these creepy, creepy ones. Okay. This first one is insane. The man on fire. <gasps> yes. Okay. Now, the source is uh, a photo of a book that was uploaded to the web, which I can post. It's cool. Okay. There's okay. actually a book about it. After World War II, the tales began to circulate about seeing a man on fire running through the school grounds at night from where the current administrative block stands. They actually believe it's not a military ghost. They believe the ghost is Jasper Webster, who died at 80 years old and lived alone. What happened was boys were playing with matches and they started a fire in the paddock between the house and the college oh, in no. 1956. And Jasper tried to put out the fire, but received fatal burns when his clothes ignited. <gasps> No, Jasper. His image has now been seen running from a building where today guard dogs refuse to climb a marble staircase. Wow. Now, this Reddit story I found is yes. insane. Okay, okay, give it to me. Three years ago. So this guy says he's picking up a friend from the campus. He's a faculty member. He's in his early 20s. And it was about 6.30 p.m. To them, that was late, apparently. Okay. 6.30 p.m. It gets dark early. Okay. And it's freezing cold. So it's Ooh. about 25 degrees Fahrenheit oh, wow. at this time. Okay. Yes. So when he picks up his friend, he's talking gibberish about this ghost moving stuff around and they shouldn't be there so late. Oh. Okay. So as they're walking to the car, the wind picks up and it's like eerily sounding. And it, all of a sudden it gets really warm. Because oh. remember, it's 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. And they see a flickering orange light behind them. <gasps> they turn around and they see a man on fire. What? Just staring at them for five oh seconds. Oh my gosh. Then the figure screams horrendously <gasps> and starts to run at them. Oh my gosh. Get out of the way. Yeah. No, him and his friend book. They fall to the side of the path and the man on fire runs past them into the forest, out of the forest towards a road. And vanishes. <gasps> so they end up staying the night at one of his friend's colleagues' place on campus. They didn't. They were like so freaked out. Oh yeah. And it was another faculty member. 
That faculty member says it's common to see the Burning Man if you stay too late on campus and that he has seen him once. (gasps) Wow. In that vicinity, everyone can hear his screams as he terrorizes the campus once a week at night. Once a week. Once a week. Wow. So the next morning, they went over to the administrative block Uh and asked the office ladies if they'd have ever seen him. Uh Uh-huh. An older lady, first the front lady's like, do you have an appointment? She's like trying to like, you know, hey, do you have an appointment guy? And so 60s to 70s older lady comes out from like back. And she said she's seen him many times and warns them not to stay late. Or if they are, do not come anywhere near the building. Wow. So everyone sees this man on fire. We have to go to Australia now (laughs) and go see the man on fire. Toowoomba. We got to go visit Toowoomba. Toowoomba, did I say that right? I think so. Yeah, man on fire. Wow. All right. That's crazy. Next, in Tyson Manor. I'm going to show Angela Tyson Manor. Oh, pretty. This is how it looks today. So Tyson Manor was built in 1880, originally Strathmore, but purchased by Tyson Donnelly in 1902, and it was Australia's first self-made millionaire. Oh, hey. Now, for you, Tyson. the first reported ghost sighting was in the 1930s when a large shadowy shape of a woman was seen on the bottom floor of Tyson Manor. Ooh. She has been seen wandering through the rooms at night. Speculation is that she may have been a nurse who looked after young boarders. Oh, she's trying to take care of everybody. She's, she's a nice ghost. Mm-hmm. That's all I got on that one. Oh, that's sweet. Lastly, this is fun. It could be not a ghost thing. It could be take it with a grain of salt. But I have a picture. So a ghost hunting group in Toowoomba found an old photo that hangs in the college to this day. And it shows a figure between two boys in an old class photo that is <gasps> very blurry. What? Now, most likely it's a student that moved when the photo was taken. Right. But it's really creepy. Oh, I get to see it. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> it's creepy, right? It's creepy. All, it's a bunch of boys and they're all standing perfectly still except for this one very blurry. And he doesn't even look like he's in the same the color. Of him the color's different. Right, right? Everybody's in like a, a greenish bluish. Mm-hmm. We can call that teal because sure. that's green blue. Yeah. Uniform and this blur is not none of that color is there it looks like it's kind of like black and white or yeah. like sepia tones yeah he definitely doesn't look like he should be there yeah he's out of place because he's and, also his placement too is like right behind his, yeah his somebody. placement is is behind but his hat doesn't even look right i mean it could be he moves so much that but yeah his hat doesn't look like their hat either right i agree he looks like he's wearing more of kind of like a a bowler, a bowler hat, hat. yeah mm-hmm. versus like a university cap that they're using wearing yeah and the uniform looks a little different too that's Isn't that crazy? creepy wow so you can you can think it's a ghost you can think it's just a blurry kid but i where he is it's, it's ominous nonetheless right yeah so that is downlands college and that's the last college i have for you all today nicole thank you so much we know there are so many more oh my haunted schools and haunted stories and if you so have many. a personal story if you've attended any of these schools and been a part of a haunting please send us an, an email you yes. can comment on any of our socials but also the ominous stitch at gmail.com drop us a line and please. let us know your experience because we, we want to know mm-hmm Oh, that was so cool. I love it. We'll have to make this a regular thing every fall. We'll, we'll do some I love that. Schools. That's a great idea. I like that. Okay. So. It's movie time. It's movie time.
Okay, so I wanted to get away from college movies because they were disappointing. The last one was such a winner. Oh, it was such a disappointment. Christy. Oh, man. So this week's movie review is Final Destination. Da -da -da -da. Oh, that's Final Countdown, but <laughs> close enough. You're so close. It was so fun. Yes. I had so much fun. Thank you for giving me a good Have palate cleanser. Have you seen cleanser. this before? No. Really? I thought yes. you did. No, oh, okay. I'd never seen Final Destination. All right. Obviously, I've heard of the franchise. There's like a bajillion oh, of Oh, there's so many now, which it gets worse and worse. Which but. made me laugh so hard because final destination too so they didn't reach their final destination nope, nope, no, not the first no. one. Nope. and then it keeps going and i get it now that i've seen it but it it's just really funny that the title is final destination it's but it's not really final. not no. <laughs> so final destination was released in the year 2000 which is when i graduated from high school in the year 2000 Crazy. Uh, i am in the year 2000 <laughs> <laughs> i had to, to i had to Okay. Um, the IMDb rating is 6.7 stars. And now here's the crazy part. There's like a billion synopsis summaries, but I'm going to read the first one for you guys. It's longer than usual. Alex Browning is among a group of high school students readying themselves for a trip to Europe. When he suddenly has a premonition their airplane will crash, he screams to warn the others, but instead he is thrown off the plane along with others. But the plane actually crashes after they get off. Weeks later, one of the survivors mysteriously dies, and Alex realizes that things just got more complex. Ooh. You know, and I was just telling Angela before we started recording, this movie made me scared of riding an airplane again. <laughs> yes. My brother has a huge fear. Oh, really? Of, yeah, of airplanes. And now I was like, you know, I was telling my husband, I was like, yeah, car crashes are the most, like, you know, mm -hmm. there, there's so many more and that you can definitely more percentage of dying or getting hurt in a crash right but an aircraft airplane crash is so final like it's like you get in a crash you're you're gonna crash and fall most likely you're going to die yes because <laughs> you're in the air and there's nothing you can do i think that's it i think it's the control aspect yeah you can't do anything in those situations use your seat as a flotation device that's about it <laughs> that's it use that oxygen mask yeah but, put, put on your oxygen mask yeah and, yeah but yeah, it yeah. was creepy. I was telling my husband when we were, it was their first international flight or they were talking, you know, right. they were going to Paris. Right. And I was telling him on my first international flight, I was going to Germany. Mm -hmm. And the way that I knew the plane was going to be okay and we weren't going to die. Mm -hmm. And this is very similar to when they were getting on the plane because they saw a little tiny baby when they first got on the plane. They were oh, like, God's not right. going to be that it. mean yeah, yeah, yeah. to crash this plane because there's a baby. And then there's also a special needs person on the plane That's as right. well that has the oxygen tank. Yeah. And again, they're like, God's not that mean. We're going to be fine. Right. I did the same game when I was on my first international flight. Jane Seymour was on my plane. What? And I was like, see, we're going to be fine because okay. Jane Seymour is here. They won't Dr. Take her Quinn, death. medicine woman, yes. she's going to be all right. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's crazy. Of course, that's not what happened because this is a movie. Oh, well, so, yeah. yeah. It had to be a little over the top. Yeah. My, I, I mean, you know, I've traveled all over and yes. lived in all different places, but my college trip to Japan. Yes. There was some crazy turbulence <gasps> and I was gripping my seat mm -hmm. and my best friend sitting next to me, she's like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, <laughs> no, it is insane. not. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a little scary, but that's all I've had so far that that mm -hmm. was that bad. So, but yeah, this, this movie was fun though, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. So much fun. 
I love that it had such a great sense of humor about what it was. Yes. And what it was giving us. The teasing was so great. Wasn't that fun? The bathroom scene. Mm Mm-hmm. I loved the bathroom scene and I started texting you, but then it changed and escalated. And I was like, Oh my Isn't gosh. That cool? You expect out. one way you're like, he's got a razor. Yeah. He's going to cut himself. Yeah. 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 So one of the survivors from the plane, it was his turn to, to die. Right. And so he's in the bathroom and you see the toilet start leaking. Mm-hmm. So there's water on the tile floor. You're like, oh, okay, slippery floor. He's going to slip and die and so he picks up a razor and decides like, i'm going to shave myself he has no like shaving nothing, cream or anything nothing. and of course he like nicks himself because it's one of it's a single blade razor right. you're like come on what are you come doing come on as the water is slowly creeping toward him you're like oh that's how he's gonna and die he's, he's gonna like, slip on the water and, yeah, and cut comes, his cut his throat he's got no stubble do you no, notice no reason like, to just pick up a razor, a razor and yeah. nick himself right and but that's what he did. He just nicked himself, and then he put the razor down, and then he picked up a pair of super sharp scissors so he could cut the nose hairs. <laughs> you're like, as oh the my water God, is creeping himself. closer to him, you're like, oh, this is how he's gonna do it. He's right. gonna stab the scissors up his nose yes. and puncture his brain. That's how he's gonna go. Right. Nope. nope. He put the scissors down, and then he starts messing with the radio. <laughs> so he has some electronics as the water Next is creeping water. closer. Yeah. And just as the water is about to touch him, he unplugs the radio and leaves yep. the room. And you're like, oh, ah! that was such a great tease. It was so funny. No, and I good. love how aware that move the movie was of itself right. to give us those moments mm-hmm. to make us Year just 2000. Get, Yeah, it was so good to make us just get so excited about it. My favorite was... It, yeah, because it's over the top that they sneak into later into the mortuary. Oh, yeah. Right? That was They're so like, hilarious. We need to find out what happened to him. So they sneak in to a mortuary. Yes. And they look in and who surprises them? But the, the candy man. Yes. The mortician <laughs> is candy man, which was perfect and he's all ominous and he's oh, like oh so good i candy man i saw that in theaters when that's it came a good out one, huh? that was the definitely old one candy man, the everybody. old candy man the original yes, the og the og with he had real bees yes. in his mouth when they made that oh. movie those were real those were not cgi so props to him yeah, because that him. is insane but i definitely watched candy man with, with my with my eyes closed, <laughs> my knees up over my head. That was a good in the movie. theater because it was so scary. Yeah. But why does this mortician have like he he knows death? Like he knows death. He comes so. out with these like big pliers because he works so closely with yeah. death. So and he knows the he characters. Knows it. Yeah, he knows, like he knows what's going on. Like okay, thank you for trying to like keep the movie moving and yeah. not, like he's the personification of death. Yeah, because they hired the Candyman right. to come they had through this. To, yeah. Yes. That was really cool. Oh, so good. But um, old Devin Sawa, little young. Casper, the friendly ghost. Yeah. And Allie Larder. Oh, yeah. And she even pointed that I totally forgot one of the characters is from Roswell, which I used to watch that show all the time, too. Well, he dies early. Yes. Not to give anything away. This, you know. Old show. (laughs) 22-year-old, this movie can drink. Yes. And Stifler. Stifler. Which was, I was playing like. He was in there. Stifler. He was playing himself. Yeah. But I thought it was such a fun movie in that, like, he has that premonition on the plane. Yes. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so dramatic. And then he wakes up and you're like, oh, it is dramatic. It is because it's his dream. Yeah. And that's so cool. He had such a detailed premonition. And what's what made me laugh was the FBI agents the whole time. I'm like, Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. 
wouldn't they like at some point go we need the the special units that believe in this stuff because didn't they they've been doing experiments on on brain and premonitions yeah yeah. they had to have like at least help believe and like go okay let's see what you're you know like they have psychics come in to solve cases all the time wouldn't you think they had an ounce of like okay, we believe you, what's going to happen? Absolutely. Or like when they published how the the whole thing happened with the explosion on the plane. Yes. You'd think that FBI agents would have found that too and go, oh, look, that person just died then. Oh, look at how this, like they would probably look at that too. They have to go into everything, right? Yeah, they have they have Scully and Mulder at yes, this point. Yes, yes. The so X-Files. How come the teenager is figuring all this out and not the FBI agents? That I was so mad about that. <laughs> It's a movie. I know everybody I'm trying to put it into real life because it's Devin Sawa. Yeah, it's Devin Sawa. He was the teen heartthrob at the time. That's true. Well, he's probably like 25 when he made the movie. Yeah, they all were, right? Yeah. Not high school kids. Uh, my favorite is I finally figured out the kid's name was Carter, but he's one of the survivors. Why does he hate Devin Sawa so, so much. much? Yeah, he's so, so much anger. And I'm like, he's teenager. overcompensating. He really likes, he really has a crush on Devin there Sawa. I think that's what it is. There you go. Is that he's fighting, you know, it's 2000s. Oh he's fighting his feelings, his that true feelings for him. Yeah. That's how top. it got rewrote in my brain. Because like he's it. like overdoing it with his girlfriend and oh, the way she the died time. was awesome that was perfect but yeah my favorite line that she even texted angela texted me is the from the, the what's his name carter carter i'm never going to die and you're like check what movie you're in buddy <laughs> <laughs> but that you know that reminded me like when you're in high school you yeah you think you're, you think you're invincible. invincible you think you are on top of the world and i i remember that i felt like i was you know you feel good you get hurt, you bounce back. You just yeah. never think you're going to, to get... Nothing's know. ever going to get you. Right. So I love that line. Oh, that cracked me. I laughed so hard when he yelled that, I'm never going to die. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, you are, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you are. And the way he tempted fate was just hilarious. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Small confession. The whole, like, taking your hands off the wheel. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. that may have happened a time or two when I was in college <gasps> where, where we would dare each other to no. hold on. Whoever was in the passenger seat would drive. You were crazy. in high school. Did I say college? Yes. You said college. Ooh, high school. What? That happened in high school. Cause invincible high school That's kids. True. So See? I definitely could Angela relate to relates that. To that. I did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I was, I'm going to drive my car. Yeah. But yeah, this movie was super fun. I, I, and I, I forgot when I last watched this movie, but rewatching it over again, I was like, oh, there's some good moments in this. this oh, it was whole so plot. fun. Yeah. So fun. So funny. Yeah. And it made me, makes me want to watch the rest, but I know they're not going to be as good as the first one. Yeah. But. Yeah. They, I'm sure they'll start going downhill because once you have a premise and it does really well, and then you keep remaking the premise, there's only so much you can do with it before mm-hmm. it just gets so dull and stale. I remember, so. uh, not to give anything away, I'm sure everybody's seen these, but I think either in the second or the third one, uh-huh. it's a roller coaster ride that falls. I like, I heard, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for that. Yeah. yeah. That's a fun one. Ooh. I think the second one is a car accident, okay. which makes more sense. Yeah. You know? And then the third one's a roller coaster, I think. But yeah. I, that's as far as I think I've gotten in that series. Okay. Like, I'm done. All right. So what rating? So fun. So I'm back on like the fun. This was, I enjoyed it. I was laughing my way through it. I had a great time. And so I'm going to give it probably a seven and a half, seven and three quarters. 
it was fun. It was fun, right? It was fun. And the way that the way that the the deaths happened mm -hmm. were there was a lot of creativity in that. It was uh -huh. it was fun. And it was and still fake creepy, outs right? and the deaths. And oh my gosh, when he was trying to save the teacher and like how she kept getting stabbed oh and like the way gosh. that she was dying, you're just like, oh my okay. gosh, just ended already. She's gonna die. Poor woman. That's that creative, was though, right? It's so creative because they set up so these fun. ways that you're like, what, "What's going to happen?" And you think it's going to happen this way, but then it actually happens a different way, and it just keeps going. It's the so chain fun. reactions of the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, it's just fun. And then you never see the uh, antagonist. You never see death. You never see. Yeah, it's represented by a wind blowing. Yeah, through. or a little ripple in a. Yeah. In a and you mirror. see like a, a shadow. Yes, yes. And I love that. Yeah, it's but really then it fun. makes you think. Like death is natural, mm -hmm. right? So does, is death mean because of this whole, this movie makes death mean, I think. And I don't like that. Yeah. It personifies death a little bit too much and makes it very ominous. Right. Yeah. And, and Even it doesn't death have design, to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. But sometimes it, I guess it's, it's good peaceful. for the movie. Yeah. I don't know. For, for this kind of a movie, death ha you have to have the bad That's guy. True. So death has and to death be the, bad, is guy. the bad guy. Yeah. That's right. All right. I would probably give it seven stitches. Yeah. It's a good it's movie. It's fun. It's fun. All right, guys. We'll tune in to episode 11 <gasps> around the corner. Thank you so much for, for keeping up with us. Yes. And let us know what you're doing. Don't forget to go to all of our social media and yeah. drop a comment or drop a like or help a video go viral again because that was so much fun. Yes. And let us know what you're doing. Don't forget to email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and start getting in touch with our community a little bit more. Totally. And with that, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh -huh.